This week, OPEC announced that they would be cutting production by 2 million barrels a month. Welcome to Gold, Silver Pros. Hey, everyone. This is Rob Keen, so Gold, Silver Pros, with your weekly market wrap-up. This is dated October 7, 2022. We're going to take a look back at the major economic news for the last week, do a preview for the next week, as well as tell you what's happening in the gold and silver markets. Of course, the main point of news this week, as it always is in the first week, of the month is the payrolls report. The non-farm payrolls came out slightly more uh, positive than uh, experts predicted, uh, lowering the overall unemployment rate down to 3.5%, having payrolls rise by 263,000 as job market stays relatively strong. The non-farm payrolls increased 263,000 for the month, which is above what was expected, but lower than the Dow Jones estimate. Um, average hourly earnings also rose 5% from a year ago while not keeping up with inflation. That's a better number than what people expected. Leisure and hospitality, healthcare and business professional services led the sector gainers. Um, the labor force participation rate, however, which is a broader measure of unemployment health in the economy, fell to 62.3%, over a percent below what it was prior to the Great Recession in 2008, 2009. So we have not recovered from that from an unemployment perspective or a non a participatory rate in the economy dating back 13 years. Uh, September's payroll figure marked a deceleration from the 350,000 gain in August in time for the lowest monthly increase since April 2021. According to Charles Schwab, depending on your view of optimism versus pessimism on the economy, there's a little bit of something for everyone in this report, Liz on Saunders said. Obviously, the market is not happy, but the market is not happy in general these days. Her comments meaning that the rest of the economic data has not been strong enough that a relatively mildly positive unemployment report is not going to change that. Stock market futures move lower after the release while government bond yields rose slightly. So bonds are doing slightly better today, whereas stocks are not doing as well. Also, a little bit of news for you with regard to the OPEC uh, announcement. This week, OPEC announced that they would be cutting production by 2 million barrels a month. Uh, according to oilprice.com, the United States is considering response options in relations with its OPEC members and its de facto leader, Saudi Arabia, after the group announced a 2 million uh, barrel per day nominal cut in its collective oil production target earlier this week. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said, "As to and this is a quote, as to the relationship going forward, we're reviewing a number of response options. We're consulting closely with Congress, Secretary Blinken said at a press conference in Peru late on Thursday. We will not do anything that would infringe on our interests. That's first and foremost. And what will guide us and what will keep all of those interests in mind and consult closely with the relevant stakeholders as we decide on any steps going forward. It's widely expected that the production cut would raise the prices of gasoline heading into what is an election season. The U.S. administration is not particularly happy. Another big point of news is that uh, the Biden administration has released guidance uh, aimed to hobble China's chip industry, as reported by Reuters. New export rules. A reading from the report, the Biden administration on Friday published a sweeping set of export controls, including a measure to cut China off from certain semiconductor chips made anywhere in the world with U.S. tools, vastly expanding its reach in its bid to slow Beijing's technological and military advances. The rules, some of which go into effect immediately, build on restrictions sent in letters earlier this year to top toolmakers, KLA Corp., Lamb Research Corp., and Applied Materials, effectively requiring them to halt shipments of equipment to wholly Chinese-owned factories producing advanced logic chips. The raft of measures could amount to the biggest shift in U.S. policy towards shipping technology to China since the 1990s. If effective, 
They could set China's chip manufacturing industry back years by forcing American and foreign companies that use U.S. technology to cut off support from some of China's leading factories and chip designers. That's a Reuters report. There's more in there, but essentially the U.S. is going it alone and cutting off supplies um, <clears throat> to China for tools needed to create chips, and the U.S. is trying to restart its chip manufacturing industry as well and to support that on concerns about China controlling that part of the economy. I can't help but think what is going on with some of the world conflicts is also playing into this trade and other conflicts. Gold and silver are down slightly on the day. At the time I'm reporting is this, 1.30 p.m. Central Time on October 7, 2022. Gold is sitting at 1701.97. It's down about $10 on the day or down about 0.6%. Silver is also down to 2025. That's a 35 cents off, down 1.71%. Right, now we're going to switch over to looking at the gold and silver market data as we do every week. As you can see on the screen, we're looking at the gold futures volume and open interest as reported by the CME Group, which basically runs the markets. Overall, open interest was down ending the week after a good start to the week beginning. Gold and silver prices had been up dating back to last Thursday on the week in expectations of a negative non-farm payrolls report and maybe potentially negative other economic data factors such as housing prices. While most of that came in uh, slightly better than anticipated, that's caused overall uh, a little bit of selling pressure in gold and silver to end the week. The settlements for gold as of data reported Friday, October 7th, this is the latest data that we have, uh, gold is down $11. On the December contract, the dominant futures contract for gold, there were 86,139 closed contracts so far at a price of 1709 30. Moving over to silver, volume was also down after a strong start to the week, and there has been a little bit of selling pressure on silver as to be expected. Settlements have come in on the December contract as well, which is a dominant contract, down 40 cents today to 2025 on a volume of 26,000 contracts. Not huge volume, so it's not a huge sell-off in either gold and silver, and I expect going forward gold and silver to remain positive. Going over now to the Commitment and Traders report put out by the CFTC, which is the regulator of the metals trading in the United States. We're gonna go down and look at silver. And this is as of September 27, 2022. So we have the updated report from last week. Remember that the Commitment of Traders report is a backward looking report. It's about a week to 10 days behind when they publish it. So we don't have the current numbers, but allows us to look at what happened the week prior. What I always pay attention to in silver are the swap dealers and the managed money. And then I look at other categories like producer merchant and other reportables. You can see those categories up here. This is just a grouping of different positions or groups of positions on the market and what they're doing. The swap dealers or the bullion banks are typically considered the sharps or the smart money. You could basically consider them Vegas in the precious metals markets because they do dominate the trading and have been dominating this for quite some time. So usually they're pretty good at figuring out the direction. That's why we pay attention. As you'll note, the swap dealers are now 16,000 contracts net long when considering both long and short. 43,959 total long on silver, 27,280 total short on silver. Net-net have removed 1,600 long contracts and dropped 784 short to a weekly uh, net short move of about 900 contracts, not much. They're still net long. The managed money, which is typically the other side of the bullion banks and represents the financial trading houses on the market, most of which do not specialize in gold and silver, but really specialize in stocks and bonds and other things, are net short on silver to the tune of about 8,000 contracts. They're short 42,522 contracts as of the latest COT report 
and long 34,429. Again, that indicates to me that silver is most likely to move up in the short to medium term because the managed money usually takes the opposite side of the bullion, opposite side of the trade than the bullion banks, and is typically not considered the smart money there, although they are considered smart money in other places. Other reportables continue to get really strong in favor of silver, net-net uh, moving about 2,400 contracts to the long side, and the producer merchants are almost always short because most of it are the, the mining producers uh, hedging their downside uh, short risk so they'll take short contracts on the market. Moving over to gold, a different situation. The bullion banks are the smart money that I consider are net long about 50,000 contracts in gold. However, they have moved to a more long position net-net by about 90 or about 8,300 contracts for the week. So they've dropped 8,900 shorts, and they've added 688 longs for a net repositioning long of about 8,300 contracts. So it's very clear that the bullion banks and swap dealers in gold in the last few months are moving long on the derivative markets. The producer merchants are predictably short as they're hedging their downside price risk. The managed money is uh, short now in gold to the tune of 117,265 contracts against longs of 74,171. The managed money... Uh, clearly expects gold to move down and have bet that way. And they have dropped 4,300 of the long contracts and moved more short, additional 2,000 for a net move of 6,000 short on gold. The other reportables, which are the rich family offices and rich individuals, wealthy individuals, are net long on gold, 132,983 contracts to the short of 37,808. So about 95,000 contracts to the long side. The other reportables clearly expect the price of gold to go up. Moving over to COMEX Depository Warehouse Gold Stocks. This is where we track the physical. Two categories here, as we always report, there's eligible and registered. The eligible, as depicted in light green on the chart that you see on your screen, is the private storage. The CME group has admitted they don't know how much of this could move back into the tradable market on COMEX. It could be as little as 50% in a letter dated April 19, 2020. Uh, however, we're going to continue to monitor that. We don't think most of the eligible will come back into the market at these depressed prices, but they could at some point in the future. So for the most part, we track the dark green line, which is registered stocks, which is the liquid gold and silver available on the market. Looking at gold here, we have registered stocks at 13 million ounces. That's down and has been moving down since May of this year as gold is slowly being run off the COMEX market, although overall gold stocks are still considered pretty healthy. Moving over to silver, a little bit of a different situation. Same dynamic, the eligible stocks are private storage, registered stocks are the tradable liquid silver. The tradable liquid silver has dropped from about 170 million ounces to about 40 million ounces in about a year and seven or eight months. As we move closer to the end of the year, I expect the stocks of eligible tradable silver on COMEX to continue to fall creating a potential shortage situation heading into 2023. Relative shortage now may be an absolute shortage if the markets are continued drain and additional stockpiles are not being found. I will note that the Silver Institute has noted that for the last three years prior to 2022, the miners have not put out enough silver to refill all the demand from the market, both investment and industrial over the last three years, and they projected out in 2022 for about 110 to 120 million ounce shortfall for this year. Uh, so far, it seems to be keeping pace with that. See, we know at this point, essentially, silver is being used much more than it's being produced. And given the fact it can take two to seven years to bring additional mining supply online, appears to be setting up for some sort of silver short physical condition uh, moving forward. We'll have to follow that as those developments occur. Also wanted to point out that the LBMA has seen a 3.6 per 2% decrease of silver from the previous month, which is now valued at 16.4 billion, which equates to approximately 950,208 silver bars. This is for the London market. This is the other half of the big Western market availability of silver. 
This is the lowest amount of silver held in the vault since reporting started in July of 2016. Again, the lowest amount of silver in the London vaults in the last five years since it was reported, the lowest ever reported number. In addition, uh, to put it in context, the London vaults lost 45,166,000 troy ounces, which is more than the entire registered category in COMEX of 40 million ounces. So London has lost more silver in the last few months than COMEX has available for trade, meaning we don't expect COMEX to be able to cover for London or vice versa. They're being run off of the markets in total. Searching for the best precious metals deal? Shop with our trusted partner, Arc Silver. Access special deals on silver, gold, and platinum through our website or call 307-264-9441. Hey everyone, this is Rob Keens at goldsilverpros.com and we have Ian Everard of Arc Silver back to give his weekly metals update. Ian, how are you doing today? I'm good, Rob. And yourself? I am doing very well. I'm operating on not a whole lot of sleep, so we're going to get through this the best that I can. Uh, and then I'm going to sleep afterwards. So um, tell us about the markets, Ian. I know last week the story was we had a major wholesalers, 99% out of silver. People were reporting all across the retail industry shortages of available silver and to some extent shortages of some of the gold. Premiums look like they were going to start to creep up. What's happened in the last week? Has that problem been alleviated or do we still have, you think, tightness of supply? Uh, tightness is increasing, Rob. Um, gold kilos uh, up to two weeks out now. So that's stretched from 10 days mm -hmm. last week. And that's from the major European refiners as well, direct, the guys that make it. Um, thousand ounce bars, I think, are even getting tighter. I heard of one major wholesaler asked for 100 bars for their weekly mm -hmm. allocation. They got 40. And that means they'll probably ask for 200 next week. They will check mm -hmm. in a weekend and find out how many they're going to get and and ian uh, real quick if, if one person's doing it they're all doing it so what happens when people sent shortages at the end of the supply chain they all come in and like double and triple their orders the next time so yes. that means there's going to be even you know less percentage of delivery so that's a very interesting dynamic and in how that works yeah, well, if you anticipate you're only going to get half of what you asked for you ask mm -hmm. three times much next time round. that's right uh, 2023 coins, mm -hmm. um, some of the sovereign mints are releasing that product. Okay. Uh, they're on strict allocation, tiny, tiny allocations. Um, normally, as a as a, a dealer, you can get you get offered 20, 30, 40,000 coins. Not mm -hmm. not a problem. I was told this morning 5,000 on some coins. Wow, that's the maximum allocation you're going to get. Okay. Um, whether that's widespread, I don't know, but it's it's indicative that um, there's lots of pre-sales going on. Right. Lots of arrangements to just literally all of the inventory seems to be getting yep. vacuumed up. So uh, in terms of, I mean, overall in the market, do you think that there are Let's say we get a little bit of a pop in silver price, for example. Do you think some inventory will come back on market? Or do you think we're in like a real potential shortage condition where it's basically what's left on the exchanges and that and that's about it? What, what's your sense on, you know, in the next few months? Uh, is it really going to be a situation where we're just out of, of most silver for a while? 
I think it will still be available to order, mm -hmm. um, but the, it, you'll be looking at months wait rather than weeks, mm -hmm. weeks wait. I mean, already just simple things like the Buffalo rounds, a, a lot of wholesalers, they're being told January. Mm -hmm. And this seems to then compound because then we're going to hit the Christmas period. And no doubt if we have a bit of bad weather, we have some winter storms, transport issues, no doubt. Um, there's a lot to go wrong now in the supply chains. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and do you suppose, um, given the lack of mine supply and things, do you suppose it's possible that there are inventories that will be dumped onto the market when we get to a point at which I think silver starts to escalate in price? So, so for example, if we have real inventory shortages, even the, the speculators on the market are going to go long. Everybody's going to anticipate higher silver prices. People will pile the long side. We'll, get, we'll start to approach, say, $30, $32 silver. At that point, the mainstream media begins to wake up. The journalists begin to wake up because that's the magic number they want to get silver in yeah. on. And then at that $30, $32 level, people start to pile on. You don't have a lot of resistance going to 50. So is that type of situation where you say you get between 35 and 50, you know, for the first time in 10, 12 years, people are really starting to pay attention to silver again. Does that entice out some of these inventories of people that have, that have been buying from you? Because it's not all industrial. There is a fair amount of investment demand out there. I anticipate somebody may be wanting to sell. Do you anticipate people selling between 35 and 50? Uh, anybody who's mentioned that to me, I'd just say, don't be so silly. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what else is there going to be to buy? What can you, mm -hmm. if you turn your silver into dollars, you're back in the system, your privacy is gone. Who, who knows if you're going to be able to get back in again privately? Mm -hmm. You might be able to buy again, but what if we are CBDC'd late next year or even the middle of next year? Mm -hmm. Or there's more restrictions. I mean, I'm hearing time and time again of clients who go to the bank to do a wire, and the bank wants them to tell them exactly what they're purchasing with. Mm -hmm. So the, the the banks aren't even giving their clients privacy. You know, I mean, yes, there's of course there's a record of the transaction, but you shouldn't have to tell your bank exactly mm -hmm. what you're going to do with your money. So if we're getting that degree of supervision, almost hostile supervision. I think that could get a lot worse. So if you sell your silver and get back into dollars because you think you've doubled your money in dollar terms, well, what, what are you going to do? I mean, if you if you stocked up with beans and water and guns and ammo, and what else is there to buy mm -hmm. private? And basically what you're saying is it gets down to basics. It gets to the basics of what do you actually need to survive? What do you need to transact? And yeah. uh, if we go that CBDC system and it's all electronic, it just could become more problematic because it's it's much harder when things are electronic to get access to real money, especially in the event of any sort of natural disaster, anything along those lines. And and if it goes full electronic, then you have to worry about what are the government controls that are in place on it. And, you know, if you sneeze or jaywalk or something like that, you know, are your funds going to still remain available? There are a lot of concerns with that, with the CBDs. So CBDCs in that system. So definitely reasons you know to have metal in your portfolio if 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 you think that that is a risk i would say it's not a risk it's a certainty i mean we're what are we 95 percent digital already mm -hmm. we're very uh, much in living in a digital world for sure probably probably less than five percent of transactions are done in in paper fiat 
So we're so close anyway. Even if we didn't actually go CBDC, they might remove physical cash. And that's the, the alternative bastion of privacy is um, a wad of dollars, which a lot of people keep year on, year out. Um, but the risk, well, the certainty on that is the com- continued devaluation of purchasing power if you keep physical. That, that's essentially, you know, the risk that I see with that system, Ian, is it, it's, yes, it could be used to control people, but like the Chinese system with social credit. But beyond that, the most, prevalent one is just the fact that they can control the valuation of the currency much more easily. And that is probably a more immediate and more prevalent type of risk. I mean, because not everybody's going to run afoul of some rule or something, but everybody would be affected by that devaluation that they're talking about, being able to control aggregate monetary supply. And everybody's affected by that regardless of who you are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we spoke last week about the 1984 Plaza Accord where the, mm-hmm. the dollar was devalued overnight. It was. I'm still, I'm pretty convinced the Western banks are going to get together and do a revalue, a devaluation against gold. Well, and, I think to <laughs> compete with the rest of the world economy, especially given the gold supplies that people think China and Russia have, don't you think they're going to have to at some point? Oh, the you know, the euro... Um, the the pound, the dollar, the yen, probably some of those major, you know, the Aussie dollar, some of those major Western currency powers, you know, given what's going on, likely to go on in the economy, are probably all going to have to revalue at some point. I would imagine just given the debt overhangs that they have and the lack yeah. probably of gold backing when compared to the, you know, some of these BRICS nations. Yeah. And it could be a matter of who blinks first, who, who pulls the trigger first. We've had rumors of of China thinking about it. We've had rumors uh-huh. um, Putin was going to make that announcement and then that didn't happen. Uh, and you're talking gold backing the currency? Yeah. 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 Um, it seems like he's in a bit of a corner in Ukraine and I don't think he's going to press a nuclear button, but a financial nuclear button would be to, to back the ruble 100% with, with gold. And then that would call a bluff of all the other currencies. Mm-hmm. Well, given if they do that, Ian, and they have such control over natural gas, oil supplies, platinum, palladium, other things that the world needs, I mean, it, it gives Russia a, a particular type of negotiating power, not saying that it makes them dominant over everybody else, but it makes them a pretty serious player in the geopolitical scene, doesn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, their resources are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, thankfully for, for the West's, in, in my opinion, I think... Putin's pushed it too far and he's overreached and he's going to get punished badly for it by his own people, let alone all the weapons that America is supplying. Um, but, but yeah, I think we, we, we're definitely going to revert to a primary wealth being ha- economies having to be linked to the primary wealth. We, we're going to, mm-hmm. people are going to wake up to the illusion of wealth. I mean, when you see the headlines, so many trillions of wealth lost, well, it never existed in the first place. It's so much BS. Mm-hmm. The, you know, trillions wiped off. Well, it was never there. It's it, true. It was just digits on a computer screen for yeah. all intents and purposes. Yeah. It, it was a bubble blown, but it wasn't even a paper bubble. Ian, it was an electronic Exactly. Bubble. Yeah. And, and all, all wealth is, it, it's a it's it's um, a claim to buy something real in the future. That's exactly right. At a price that's not been determined yet. It, it's supposed <laughs> to be stored labor with the purposes of yeah. purchasing something yeah. in the future. Yeah. So mm-hmm. 
in my opinion, you can't beat precious metals because particularly silver, that's so close to its cost of production. Mm-hmm. It's it's a store of energy. To to get more silver, you're going to have to use pretty well probably $20 of energy and effort to get an ounce of silver. Right. We're not getting those strikes of a kilo, kilo and a half per ton. We're, we're down to grams per ton, you know, and they're pushing the limits of extracting more, you know, to, mm-hmm. to up the extraction. First Majestic are doing an amazing job, aren't they, with their grinding mill technology to get more recovery. Um, but the amount of energy to build the equipment and move it, run it, maintain it, sil- silver is a perfect store of energy. It is. And it's in the way the mines work, there are thousands of them, not a few. So economies of scale is very difficult in that situation. It's not like you have a few mines in which you can centralize personnel resources. Every company has to do this for themselves. So the yeah. the cost pressures are always there for them to remain competitive, but also those pressures are real in every company. We're talking lots of small mines to get the silver out that we need right now. It, it's not a situation where you can go bail out a company or the economies of the scale allow that company to really profit off the bottom line. Each one of these uh, these companies and these operations takes a great amount of skill, capital management, just to remain in the black and, and stop from losing money. And a lot of these companies that actually find resources in the ground can never get up and running because there's not enough money to build the mine. There's just not enough money in sloshing around what we, what you call primary wealth, the production, the future production over the next five years of primary wealth. So that even adds to the urgency for people who believe precious metals are something that they want to have their portfolio for buying it now, because it's quite possible those refill supplies, you know, for what's being drained off of the exchanges right now, we don't get those for, for quite some yeah. time. I think. Yeah, and the, the time lag is huge. I mean, yeah. years to, to explore, to find, 10, 15, right. 20 years to build a mine out, get the mine running, uh, and then you're depleting it. You know, it's, it's a hard business to be in. I wouldn't wouldn't want to be a miner. Well, to mine silver, you have to deplete silver, and yeah. you deplete a lot of energy, and we know where the energy prices are going, I think, because of shortages and other issues, so... It's not going to get cheaper to get the stuff out of the ground by any means. It's going to get more expensive. Yeah. So yeah, going back to what you said earlier, is there a stash that um, these financial elite are waiting to dump to suppress the price yet again? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think so. I, I've, I've not heard. I've not seen any proof of it. I've not heard any reports. It's you know, it'd be pretty high, pretty hard to hide a billion ounces of silver somewhere. I would have thought without. without I have that. it in my backyard in my shed. You know, I just put a bunch in there and put a put a padlock on it. And, <laughs> and we've we've had all of the you know from the Manhattan Project, all that silver mm-hmm. was leaked into the supply in the nineties, and we've had all the world currencies that were silver. That's all gone. And right. From what I understand, the U.S. Treasury has never accounted for that billions of silver they lent to the Manhattan right. Project. Maybe they're saying they still have it. Um, but let alone silver, have we got the 8,000 tons of gold? Uh, now, that's the million-dollar question because yeah. that will determine whether people see the, the U.S. dollar as being a legitimate yeah. currency. Even if it use, loses its world reserve status, it would still be a revered currency unless, unless 
it can show that we don't have the gold or we get challenged to show that we have the gold and can't prove that we have the gold or there are questions around whether our inventories are accurate and whether people trust those that that would be the final nail in the coffin i would think for the dollar and they would immediately have to then revalue the currency do a big debasement so yeah. that that's a possibility going forward okay we're going to wrap this up ian let people know what your specials are and how they can get in contact with you if they want to order some gold and silver yeah we still have all the major coins we have the britannias maples philharmonics um, we have Armenian Noah's Arks, we have kilo bars, 100-ounce bars, and thankfully we put in huge orders about four weeks ago. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't anticipate the tightness, but it was time to um, up our inventory levels just to smooth out the flow. Um, special offers, well, I think we're still the best price pretty well of anyone, but I wouldn't say they're special <laughs> compared to where we've been before. Thousand ounce bars were around the one twenty four mm -hmm. cents per ounce premium over spot. Um, oh, excitingly, we did get an allocation of the twenty twenty three Britannias with Queen Elizabeth II on. So it's unusual mm -hmm. that a dead monarch is on on the next year's coins. So I'm not sure when that last happened in British history. Um, yeah, and we still got the Kennedy. 40% half dollars uh, around the one, 139 premium, which is probably the cheapest fractional silver you can get. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ian, for joining the program. Uh, we'll have you back again to give us the physical metals update report. Uh, thanks for joining the program. Thank you, Rob.